I have no song to sing this week because the movie doesn't have a song with words to it. But it's an awesome movie, so the makes song awesome. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. It's a I, lot of energy. <laughs> Are you ready to rock? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Us Year podcast. My name is James and I'm joined by my psychic co-host Beth. I'm psychic? She knew I was going to say that. Ooh. Did not know you were going to say that. Ooh. All the words are wavy. Something's wrong with my vision. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, how are we today? Well, I'm good. Sweet. Coolest of the cools, man. So if this is your first time joining us here at the S Year Podcast, thank you so much for checking us out. And of course, for those of you that are returning listeners, thank you so much for coming back week after week. We love you. We love you. And that's true. I asked Beth, I said, who do you love? Who do you love? Because it's Valentine's Day. And she said, I love our listeners. I said, man. That brings a little tear to my eye. I did not say that. This whole conversation didn't happen. Yeah, this entire conversation is is a lie. It's a farce. You didn't ask Um, me all who I loved. But, Beth, who do you love? Hmm. I don't know. The truth is, do you even want a Valentine? I don't think I love anyone. It doesn't seem like just a hassle. Well... I like getting things. So gifts are good. But yeah. I don't like getting other people things. Yeah. So. Greed. Yes. I like being left alone. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's all right. I don't think that's a horrible Did you way have a Valentine? My wife. She, my wife. What would you get her? Um, I got her some sweets. Mm-hmm. And I got her some chips and dip. And I got her some Sprite Zero. Things that she wants. It's not about being like, hey, I'm going to go out and spend a hundred thousand million dollars and then this person is going to love me more because money means that I love you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it is like that? I mean, if you went and you bought me a hotel, you know, I'm going to go stay in that hotel and I'm going to at least give you a kiss. Right? Mm -hmm. Some person puts you up in a hotel, you're going to kiss them? I'd kiss them. you, you You want a hotel? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to stay in every single I be, room. I want to be... <laughs> that's greedy. Mm-hmm. I want I want um, Pretty Woman Hotel. Man. You want the... the I want the whole What do they call that? The, the one of Penthouse. The Penthouse. Penthouse Suite. It's the best. It's the line. It's the best. What is that? From it, That's what they say. They're talking about him having... Fearing Heights... She says, then why do you get it up here? Because he says, because it's the best. And then later, when he comes to get her and she's on the third floor, he said, it had to be the third floor, didn't it? And his her response is, it's the best. You, you call yourself a fan. I a never fan. said I was a you fan. Said, I'm a fan. And then look what happens. I'm left out on the limb by myself never, staring at a I frog face. I never said I was a fan. <laughs> so... This was a crazy week for me. I had mad exams. 
with uh, my master's degree stuff. I uh, had extra shifts to work at work. Uh, had just a lot going on in life in general. So, yeah. Money. Woo! Money, money, money. Money. I'm high energy, though, man, because I just ate that sub, and I think it shot my sugar up by about 400. We didn't do tuna fish this week because I didn't want to have that, that, heartburn. <laughs> that heartburn. But I did just mow a meatball sub, mow. which... Meow. <laughs> I woofed it. <laughs> Woof. Woof. No? Woof. Woof. Very Whatever. quiet. It, yeah. Almost yeah. as if you could hear the... Uh, Pin drop? <laughs> the people the turning off? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, another podcast today, and there was like moments of silence to the point where I wasn't sure if I had hit like a button or something like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, that's too much silence in between. You've got to clean that up, sir. I understand having where you have transitions and stuff. What's such? the name of the podcast? I'm not putting them out there. <laughs> I, would not, I would not do that either. That's a horrible thing to do. <laughs> but it's what I listen to. I enjoy it. It's just, um, yeah. You, you know the one you, you told me to listen to? That you and Cody said, oh, you should listen to this. Because oh, yeah, got, yeah. It's that one. Oh. Yep. He's got transition points that are not fluid. So. Well, are you still early on? No, I oh. no. Oh, you've been listening to it like that? <laughs> yeah. Do you like it that much? I like it. Hmm. I think it's got its ups and downs. I think like you like the, the show. I think you should watch that one. Yeah. All right, but now we're. I don't want to put anybody out there. Um. So this week we're talking about Dreamscape, one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Yes, and also stars one of my favorite actors, Dennis Quaid. I love Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, for some reason. Reminds me of my dad, and mm. I, I he just reminds me of my father for some reason. And in the movie Frequency, when he's all older and the son is older, and it made me think, it just makes me think of my dad. And I've I never get, seen that movie. I get teary eyed and I weep alone because I don't cry in front of other people. That's not true. I never I've cry in front of you. I've seen you shed man you tears. You've never seen me. When did yes. you? When? When? The one Star Wars scene. All right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Damn you, Han Solo. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do something. I need help. Anything, son. I'll help you. And then they referenced it again in the other movie yeah. at the end. It, was <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Okay. It hurts. I'm going to cry. Moment of silence for my manies. <laughs> anyway. Um, now, Beth, we talked a lot last week about dreams, funny enough. <sighs> but I wanted to discuss... <laughs> <coughs> that was <Yum>. poorly done. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, sorry, um, I was just thinking about this movie. I, oh. <laughs> I, I wanted to discuss dreams again this week as well if we could uh, well I, don't, I haven't had any this week do you keep a dream journal at no. all interesting i have maybe three notepads on my computer saved from dreams that really badly affected me yeah or were really interesting to the point where i wanted to remember them to tell other people yeah and one of those was the mr bean dream right and in silence. <laughs> you don't get to know the other one. Oh. Oh. Don't let me in your world then. Yeah. I'll be really your candle personal. over They made me really sad. Like, to the point where I woke up and I was crying. Well, that sucks, baby. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Your mother does that. 
I don't know. You people have crying dreams, and it freaks me out. Oh, it was just really sad. You know, like you know, you know when people talk about how they won't like someone, and they'll have a dream about them, and then they wake up and they like them. Uh, it was kind of like that, but instead it was with someone that I won't meet like ever in my entire life, like almost like a celebrity, but not really that popular. It's just like randomly, like your dream fills in like faces for people. Oh yeah, and it was like that, and it was like this really interesting experience that was like incredibly real and and then it was just like yeah we're gonna do this tomorrow and then i woke up that's crazy man and i was really really sad um, i wrote it all down do you have a best dream and a worst dream like do you have like i i, I know that we talked about the dream where the guy like the dream watcher guy like let you that one was probably one of my top five dreams of all top time five I mean, that dreams. was insane um worst dreams sometimes i'll have there's there's one dream that as soon as it it's like happening and I like know what's gonna happen, it's immediately the worst feeling in the world to me. Like worse than like like true terror. Like genuinely yeah. being f- afraid. Like, you know when they say like if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Yes. Whenever I have this dream, I fully believe it. And it's like a zombie apocalypse dream. Yeah. And I really I can't I don't remember the details well, but it's. It's always like I I watch everyone die slowly, and like it's really intense. And then there's it, it always ends with like someone coming after me or something, and it's horrible. But there's another one that I had a couple of times when I was more on the younger side of being stuck in the under part of like a McDonald's um playpen area and specifically the one um it was specifically one where i can't remember what family members we were with but we got um goggles like they gave us like um swimmer goggles while we were there and i can't remember who it was and i don't want to say like names and be wrong um because like i think i know but i'm not positive but we were there and but i have a dream where i get stuck under there and it's just like normal nets, but like I'm screaming out to like you and mom, and I'm like, "Yo, get me out of here!" And you guys just can't hear me. And there's some oh. other kid there, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Oh god! Yeah, he's like, he's just straight up like, "No, you're gonna die here. I am coming <laughs> after you specifically, and you're gonna die here." And I get it feels like I'm suffocating. I think that goes into like my claustrophobia. Yeah. So that sucks, man. Yeah. I have dreams where. There's always tight spaces for me to f- that I have to try and fit through, and that I know I'm not like very narrow walkways and tubes and things that I know that and it doesn't even have anything to be in fat. It just has to do like with my like broad shoulders and stuff like that. Like I'm just not gonna. Fit. I think and I think a it, lot of mine stems from um the bunk bed that I had. Mm. We would go, we would be hiding, like, hide and seek. So I would hide under the bed. Yeah. Because I could still fit at the time. But it's like, you know, it's like, it's that fitting where, like, your face is really close to the bars. And so you're not really fitting. It's just right. like that you're just, like, just right kind of size. You can't quite breathe all the way out. Yeah. Type deal. And I, I can't sleep, like, face on a pillow. I can't. <laughs> I'll die. I can't, fa- I can't sleep with a blanket over my face. I'll die. I just forget how to breathe. And... So I'm under this bed, and it's pitch black. You know, I hate the dark. I can't do it. And and I, like, 
playing hide and seek. So like a sibling will come in and be like, yo, let me hide underneath you. And you're like, no, don't get, get the hell out of here. And they're like, no, no, move over. So then you're squished against the wall. But it's like that coffin. You can't move. That's what it, and can't that's where my, yeah, right, that's where it stems from for me. <laughs> so I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. I can't be in, cause like some people's claustrophobia is more of a, like, specifics or not like very specifically like broad so it's like if they're in a tr like they can't be in like a train because it's too close space or they can't be in hallways mine is specifically not being removed any part of my body yeah i cannot i start i, I literally start hyper hyperventilating i just can't yeah uh, it, yeah yeah one of my um <laughs> one of like my worst dreams ever i was like nine or seven i don't remember like through that age and I was on, like, a playground, but, like, if it was a horror movie playground. Oh. So, like, like nighttime, but, like, the lights are lighting up the poles and everything. So, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, laser tag room, oh. kind of, almost, but playground. And I'm with all my friends, and there's a guy trying to kill us. Of course. Running around. <laughs> and I stepped on my, on, on my lizard that I had at the time. In the dream, I stepped on him, and I, he made a noise. He made that little, like, dying lizard sound. <laughs> the, yeah, the, like, the, oh, Oh God! And I, I woke up and I was crying, and I felt awful. I was like, "No, I killed him in my dream." And I literally felt so bad because I'm running up these stairs, and I just stepped on him. And oh God! All my friends die. I don't care about them, but my lizard. No, I, oh, I can I respect awful. that. I can respect that. Um, tell me what that represents. Yeah, what do you tell me about Jerks. that? Yeah, write us about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever stepped on a lizard before in your dream, write us yes to your podcast.com. <laughs> that Gmail. Have you ever had like a uh, the teeth falling out dream? I have had that. Um, and I, I guess they say that represents your lack of control in life. What the heck? No. When your teeth are falling anxiety. out. Well, there's that too. Lack of control. Yeah, because you can't control it. Yeah. Oh. I've had that. Um, I'm not a fan of that. No, I've never had that, but I, I've had had something that I think is actually worse, and it's because as a child, so all, I lost all my baby teeth very early on because yeah. I just ripped them out, and and that's my my point is I, I would feel them getting wiggly, and I just sit there for hours like in my bed just wiggling it yeah. and then ripping them out and being like, there it is, it's out, instead of have, like sticking with the feeling where it's like wiggling. Yeah. I hated that, and so I had a dream <clears throat> once where my teeth weren't falling out they were just all wiggly oh yeah <laughs> that was like they're all gonna fall out like sometimes i'd wake uh. up and like my front two would be really wiggly or like one of them would be wiggly or if i bite on a bottle cap they shift and i like, like pop them back into place oh creepy god it's awful i hate the wiggling feeling yeah i uh what was I about to say i one of the ones nightmare wise when i was a kid was when i couldn't when I was being taken or something like that was going on, and I could just see far enough out, um, like a parent or somebody to save me. And when I was yelling, I can't make noise. So I'm like screaming, but there's no noise coming out to, for help. And people are looking for me, whatever. And I'm right there, and all I'm just trying to get their attention, and I can't get. Their That's attention. how I felt inside the McDonald's playpen on the underneath yeah. side, man. Yeah, I'm like certain things just were awful. Yeah, I was like, always I just being taken. Just want to wake up. <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's the worst thing because I always know like that I am dreaming and I'm like I just yeah. need to wake up. My my crap dreams now are working. <laughs> In oh, my really? dreams, I work, working. 
I don't think working, I, I making a... friggin' food. Oh. Like my part time job. I'm working a part time job, working in my dreams all night long. And then I wake up and that's what I've been doing I, all um, night long. That sucks. When I play Minecraft for yeah. long periods of time, I have a dream where I'm inside the game. That's cool. And it's no, but it's horrible. Oh. It's like. Are you all square? No, no. It's it's like realistic Minecraft. It's oh. like like I'm in the game kind of. Or like like any game that I, I like hyper fixate on and play for a really long, like long period of time, I like end up having a dream where I'm in the game because your dreams are what you do throughout the day. And it's like just pictures of that. Pretty much for the like for the most part, it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and that's why it makes sense the working and everything. Um, but I I just like having to fight like giant spiders in your dream. You know that's not fun. No, no, no. Or or instead of like actually being in the game, it's just me playing the game, but in my dream. So it's like building while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I was like, what? No, what? I'm not making any progress here. Um. So, do you believe in psychic power such as what he had in the movie? Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. I believe I have psychic power. Right. Right. There was a good, like, month and a half where I was just completely manifesting things at all points. Do you ever work on your abilities? Do you ever have people like... Play guessing like the colors and stuff like that to help build it up. Do you ever well, I had the hand that? thing for a little while. Yeah, was, remember I could do that. That freaks me. I out. have that trick. That, anybody, anybody who listens that's logo to have her do that trick is freaky and it's it not, works. It's not always accurate. Well, because like because mm. enough people start lo- like looking in and so they think about their own numbers and it messes with me. It you messes know? you up. So well, let me tell you when you one do that, on one kind of thing, it's different for a number to appear in skin and you be able to figure that out is awesome it's really weird but i can I, it works yeah. I, I learned that when i was really little yep um like seven yes and i still know how to do that i was actually thinking about that today <laughs> I, was gonna, I was actually thinking like literally at work i was gonna come up to you and be like yo let me try this oh wow yeah um but i i try to get into it like i was talking to somebody else about it i know a lot of stuff like, like really like credible stuff. Like, um, you know how people have like those like witch books and everything. And you're like, some of those are not real, but some of them like there's like real like some of them are legitimate things where like certain things you do will better yourself or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I'm interested in that. You gave me tarot cards a while back. Yeah. And I did it a couple of times, and I stopped because one of the readings I got were. Not what I wanted to hear, oh, no. but was correct, and it really like I was like, "Whatever, you're gonna double cross me like this tarot card? I'm not doing it anymore." <laughs> I actually did it um, two nights ago. I got them back out and was messing around with some friends, and it was like weirdly specific stuff towards certain situations going on. Really? Yeah. So I like to think I have a, a strong spiritual side, like more a better connection. Just stuff like that. And then we were talking about when we went for Mother's Day to that place. And I said, you know, I have more of, I have a feeling it was like a little girl here. It's such a blah, blah, blah. And then the people were like, anyways, there was a little girl who died here on the floor that you guys are staying on. And we were like, oh, <laughs> oh that's no. so funny. So you have natural abilities that come from your mother. Um, 
for sure. Mm. From the past down. But we have um, Germanic um, powwow stuff. The These are two that? books. Um, Hex and spell work and powwow stuff that are magical practices of Pennsylvania Dutch. So from my side, my grandmother, my Nana, was Pennsylvania Dutch. She's the one who would do things like if you had a wart, she would make the quarter represent herself purchasing that wart from you. And she would give you the quarter and the wart would literally fade and go away. That's no BS. I had four warts. That's interesting. And That's she crazy. did this. And my, my mom bought, them, bought one. I had one that was here. I had one that was here. I had one that was like on my knee real bad. And I had one that was somewhere else. And I would, I would pick at him, pick at him, pick at him. Pick and pick and pick. And finally, one day, Nan came up and she's like, here, I'm giving you this quarter. I'm buying that wart. I want that one specifically. It faded. It went away. So, and that's in here. Hmm. These books you might be interested in reading just to see about stuff because um, it talks about it. But that's, that is, you have Pennsylvania Dutch roots. Right. That no, are, uh, um, yeah, it was like right around, I think, when, like early last year, there was like a couple weeks where like, I was joking around and was like, oh, manifesting, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then I would be like, I really, I, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it would happen. Yep. Or like completely random out of the blue stuff that like is impossible. Like thinking about people who I haven't talked to in years yeah. messaging me. Yep. And then they messaged me. Yep. Like specifically the same things that I was thinking that they were going to say. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm going like, oh my gosh, I could control Yep. Everybody. <laughs> but it doesn't work. You have to be clean about it. Yeah. And it can't be selfish stuff. It has. The more you work with it, the more you really go yeah. on it. I mean, if you really got into it, you would see um, a lot of what people call. I mean, I think it happens with everybody for the most part. I think that there's people that are more in tune. They, um, I mean, you they talk come about, from a family that's more in tune. Yeah. Um, on it, both it's sides. Like, it's like they, they say when you want to man, it's like. Using not like want words, but it's going to, you know, it's like, or not like, it's like, it's gonna happen. Like mm. the, not, I want it to happen. It's more like the energy that you put out like manifesting. and getting it back. Um, but like, like with like confidence, they say like, that's the same thing. If you are confident on your own and you just go into every situation, you're just like, this is going to work. This is who I am. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. I'm great. People start to take, they take that energy in. They're like, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. They're like, yeah, I fully agree. This person's fantastic. Yeah. It, it's all about your own energy. Your energy. And it's hard because there's so much negativity already out in the world and so many like standards already out there. That, yeah. Like it's hard to convince yourself to have that kind of like self love or like self like energy. Yeah. And that's why like I think that all of it hit. Like when we got out of school is when that whole like manifesting thing started going on because I wasn't around all the negative people and like school stuff. And it was just me being like, I really want this. Yeah. And like, and then it happened. It was like, okay. <laughs> like I have a, a messaging thread where I sent a bunch of stuff to a friend where I was like, no, I can't explain this. Like this is crazy stuff that's happening. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Whatever. Like. Oh, like a couple, and it, it it doesn't happen as much as it did, like right there, because I like you have to be 
more relaxed with it and like whenever i get more stressed it's like nothing but like over the summer this this or last year i guess i guess that one was like two yeah but um i was talking to a friend about a, a like somebody i used to know a, like a long time ago and how we did like a weird like a really fun thing with the um with a game with a couple other friends i was like you know i really missed that i wish i knew somebody now who was just like that yeah and whatever and then like Literally the day after, I met somebody new who did exactly the same stuff this other guy did. It's cool. And it was crazy. And I'm, like, talking to my friend. I'm, like, I literally <laughs> manifested this person. And, and then it became, like, a running joke. Like, we were talking about how we, we, a lot of us watched a show. But it was, like, it's not, it's, like, um uh, a YouTube thing. So they make it themselves, <clears throat> not, like, Netflix or anything. Yeah. And a lot of us watched it. And we it was, like, a live episode. And they were like, Beth manifests, uh, like, so-and-so appearing. And I'm like, okay, guys, we're manifest ma manifesting it. Let's go. And, like, the chance of this dude showing up was, like, Slim to none. Like, five to ten, a hundred percent, you yeah. know? And, and then he came out, and everyone was blowing up in the chat. They were like, oh, my God, we manifested it. And it's it just, it's stuff like that that's crazy. And it's, like, the good, good vibes. Yeah. And then. It's so easy to be negative. Yeah. And to put that energy negative wise, there's so many things that you could just be negative with. And I think that it's when you when you do turn on that positive vibe and you really see stuff happening, it's I think it makes it You you get in return what you give out. Yeah. Like I watched a video of this girl dancing with ferns. Like she was using her hand and like spinning around the fern, a plant. Yeah. And it literally was dancing with her. And as soon as she stopped, it was done. And there were like other little ferns that were also like trying to get into the groove. But like it literally was just her doing it. That's cool. There was no wind or anything. Yeah. Because none of the other trees were moving. They were just, it was reacting just little to fern. Her, it, her little energy. That's cool. And I'm like, I love plants. And I'm like, that is I mean that that's what it is right there, you know? Yeah. That's that <laughs> Like, come on. So yeah. it's, it's strictly like vibes. Being positive at, like as much as you can. Yeah. Like a lot of it is self-made neg negativity. Like getting into your own head yeah. based on what other people say and everything. But as soon as you are able to let it go, you're just ten times happier. Well, it's funny. Um, acting high school acting and stuff like that when i was getting into that actually really helped a lot with that because one of my friend's older sisters she did she did a lot of acting and she talked about doing different characters and stuff like that and she said you know it's so easy she she was talking about the characters she was doing where she was all happy and go lucky and i was like Oh, that's probably really easy for you because that's kind of how she was as a person and she's like no you'd be amazed that's really one of the hardest um, to go out and be depressed and be down is easy. You, you can go out and, you know, man, life sucks, this is that, this is crap and blah, blah, blah. It's really easy to get into a down character, but to come out and be that, wow, I'm, you know, you think about that, what some people even call fake, fake nice, fake mm -hmm. happy, fake everything like that. And to be genuine about it is really tough because people can see through fake. 
So you have to be genuinely happy. So you have to really put it into your mind about, okay, this is really good. This is really that and really absorb that energy. And it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so yeah, when I was a kid, I, that's, I, that's really why sometimes you ask, like maybe a movie is really not that great, but why I really liked it. This movie did that for me because I felt like this was obtainable for me as a kid. I felt like I had powers that were similar to this. I felt like I things that people would say, oh, that's a coincidence, but things that happened um, visited by dead relatives, things that happened in the house that I knew that I would talk about. And my parents would say, I don't know how you know about that. But yes, that did happen. Um, so I was really into this kind of stuff as a kid. Um, and the thinking about being able to go into somebody's dreams and do that kind of stuff was like, holy cow, that's like next, next level. Cool for me. Um, when I was a kid, uh, one of the things that made this movie, like I said, cool was the psychic powers feeling like I had psychic powers and, uh, really wanted to learn to control dreams. Um, I wanted to go into other people's dreams, but um, I had had to learn to control mine first because I'm 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 not one who does that easily. I'm I can be in dreams, kind of realize that I'm in there, and be like, oh, cool. But like, the dream will just shift. It's not like I'm all of a sudden like, oh, I'm in a dream and I'm gonna go fly. Yeah. You know. I'm in a dream and I realize I'm in a dream and I'm still working and I'm just mad because no, I've just spent three hours working, making pizzas yeah. and none of this mattered because it's a dream. I think my dreams are more or, or less more like the kind of words like, oh yeah, just do what you want and more of the like trying to convey a message to me type dreams. Yeah. Or because like I think we talked about in previous episodes that I feel like I have premonition dreams yeah where something will happen multiple times this has happened and it'll either a happen like the next day or b something that happens like a couple years from then yeah where i'm sitting there and i'm like no but i had this in a dream like last mm -hmm. year and, and or b something that happens but it's like kind of off a little bit mm -hmm. like before we moved i had a dream about the boy, like a boy that I had met after we had moved, like at my at the new school, and like of us like playing this game, and then he had said something to me like in the dream, and I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense, and I woke up and I was like, what the hell, you know, <laughs> who is this? And then like moving, being this guy, being like, you feel incredibly familiar, and then us playing like games together, and, and then like him saying things, and me being like, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then it's like, well, deja vu. You know, this feels right. like we've been here before. No, I think I, it's just dreams that we have that yeah. seem so possible that it ends up happening. I dreamed a lot. This is when the lady told me um, I was going to go into it. Um, I did go to a place called Mystic Goddess for psychic readings when I was young. And some people were kind of like, oh, you're a kid, blah, blah, blah. But there was a lady that was like, um, bro, you're dreaming your future stuff. And I'm like, that makes sense. And she's like, you need to keep a dream journal. 
because I guarantee if you start keeping a dream journal on some of these dreams where you're like future spec type dreams, then you will eventually be able to see where you wrote this. And I was like, that's really creepy. Unfortunately, I'm a kid and I get lazy with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, I would remember the dream, but it would start to fade and I couldn't get it all. Like the important part of the dream would like fade first and then I would be, it would, and then you're trying weird. to fill in and you're and, not yeah, sure. And then I'm yeah. thinking, um, so, you know, what are you going to do? I was a kid. Um, I was going to, I was going to say something else about that, but yeah, I do. Like I, like I say, there is also different types of dreams that I have where there is a, there is a house that's on a piece of land um, and it's very country, um, and I, it's almost like it's in Kansas, which would be funny because my dad lived in Kansas um, on a farm like that when he was younger. And I'm always curious is if some way, shape, or form that morphed itself into his memory and his experiences somehow, I was able to morph that into my consciousness and that I use that land as a dreamscape, as a dreamscape, for lack of a better um, word, a landscape in a dream, a dreamscape. Because I go there and it's that same land. And some, like I've said, sometimes I'm all the way out on the outskirts of it on a gate on a on a fence. Um, sometimes I'm in the house. Sometimes I'm in the attic and the upper stairs of it. It's it's like a split level type house. It's really weird. Um, and there's damage to the top that they've they've been repairing of it, and yeah, it's I, weird. There's it happened like I I don't know what triggers it, but it happens every now and again. But this one dream that I have, where something takes place that it's just so awful that I can't remember it fully, but it's something. It al- it almost makes me think of Insidious, huh. like that weird red face thing yeah like 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 the same kind of terror of watching that for the first time is kind of how i feel um but there's there will be patterns in my dreams like a lot of last year my dreams like after school had ended and got like gotten out because of corona and everything i had for a period of time several like school shooting based dreams horrible feeling being in that sense like sometimes i was i was just like some people in a classroom just sitting and like just waiting and then i wake up and i like just awful and like that that is gonna shake you to your core like nobody wants to experience that and the looming feeling of like i'm about to die like that's really what this is happening like i'm just going to die and then that happened for so long i had a lot of those dreams and like it was always different um but that stressed me out <laughs> because I'm not in school, but it's that whole feeling again of like, well, I, I have school next year. Right. You know? so... so can we, you know, maybe stop with this? Um, <laughs> they start talking about doing back to in school session. You're all I'm good. <laughs> oh, gosh. We were watching that. The what he was going to say about having he's like having options to go back full time. Yeah. I was like, I will go online 100 percent. Yeah, I won't. I don't want to go back full time. At this point. At this point, no. You've got literally, we'll say the words, you've got like four months left. Three. 
Yeah. Because we ended May. Yikes. <laughs> two. Jinkies. That's two. March. Oh, no, our, April. Yeah. yeah, February, March, April, April May. May. So about four months. Um, But yeah, I, that's, I really was excited about the conversation with this episode because we had I, such good conversation. I like dreams. I like yeah. the idea of being able to go into someone's dream and like just chill or like out of body experiences like while mm-hmm. like go like pushing your soul out and going and being around the world. Yeah. I I can't do it cuz I don't sink far enough into sleeping to do it. Yeah. I stay on like the very top layer um cuz I just wake up very easily and I don't like I don't like taking melatonin because it knocks me out yeah. to the lower layout layer, and I only ever have nightmares. I only dream horrible things whenever I take melatonin. I won't take it. Like the first time I took melatonin, I had the Mr. Bean dream. Oh wow! Yeah, I won't take it unless I really, really need to. Um, but at that point, I'm just so tired. I won't dream anyways. But I, uh, I like. Dreaming and my teacher last year was in psychology. We were learning. That's the last thing we were learning about was like dreaming and like getting to the state of like meditation where you can slowly feel your body falling asleep but keeping your mind awake. So yeah. you could go into that being hmm. in more control. And sometimes I try to do it so that I can whatever, but I can't. I can't pull it. I just fall asleep. That's what I do. Um, I've yep. But we talked a lot about what dreams meant. What you, how you dream, how much you dream, typically. I mean, I had that watch for a little while that tracked my dreaming, where it was like, oh, no, you left room sleep at this point and re-entered it here, and I never understood any of it. Um, but I think, I find it very interesting. This movie just didn't capture my interest. I got you. While I was watching. It wasn't, they weren't interesting dream. Like, I feel like if you were to remake this movie... And, like, with better, like, free will. And you could really do something with the dreams to make them seem more interesting. Because, like, I mean, like you're saying, like, you have dreams where you're just working. Right? I mean, I guess, like, that's a normal thing. But, some like, sometimes I have really bizarre dreams. Yeah. Like, crazy, not unexpected. And that wasn't in this. I got really. you. So I mean, his- you had, like, Snake Man. But even that was, like, a house and then stairs. Yeah. So I got you, I got you. Um, so to 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 move on with that, then what was your initial impression of what it was going to be? I mean, did you pretty much bad? I wouldn't. You just were, you weren't jazzed for this no, movie. This is, isn't something I would watch. I I don't like. I, so then I want to explain this better. I don't like movies. I don't. I like animation a lot. Yeah. I watch animated movies because I'm interested by animation movies like styles and everything go into a lot of that of like finding that visually appealing there's more effort involved i don't i like horror movies you can either go right or you go really wrong with those so i'll watch horror movies but movies like this like fantasy movies are such a hit and miss with me yeah like i like star wars but some of those movies were awful okay one through three um, then there's, like, I won't watch Star Trek. That's too much. That's too boring to me. I won't watch Lord of the Rings. Too boring to me. I won't watch the other, what's the other one? with The Hobbit. I won't watch that. Never, ever. I don't want to watch Game of Thrones. 
I just don't want to watch those like things like that. I don't want to watch. It just doesn't sound appealing, okay. which is crazy because I love like the fantasy world with gaming. Right. Because it's way more because like you could actually interact with that. And there's so much creativity there because it all is just like fantasy. Like and it's almost like dreaming. You could just do what you want for the most part. Right. Like anything you can imagine you can do. And, but I, I just like movies to me feel like they put a limit on it hmm. and especially like older movies because there's so much like this movie starts off with the worst green screen I've ever seen in my entire life. Like she's running. In the oh, when she's running. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so immediately I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, And I get, you know, old, but it was 84. That, that's man. not fair to some of the movies that we watched that were eighties, earlier eighties yeah. that looked fantastic. So, I just, it's not something that I would watch. And. All right. Well, I mean, a, a big point of this is exposing you to things that you wouldn't necessarily watch to get the point of view. Yes. Um, right. Without it just being, well, I didn't like it because of that. You always pull out, I didn't like it, but you give reasons. Yeah. Um, well, I try to. Anyways. And that's fair. <laughs> you have to think, from my point of view, you had books and movies didn't quite yet really have video games like what we have now. We certainly didn't have phones and all that kind of stuff. Well, me growing up or you growing me up? Me growing oh, up. okay. So to have a movie, which is basically like a live book, wow. You know, you could go and you could, you know, you could associate with these characters and you could put yourself in those situations and it was like live and scary and and freaky and it was like oh yeah man if we're doing this stuff and and and, and yeah. it'd be crazy if this is really going on but then video games come on and then you're like oh wow there's a movie a video game where you basically can be the you main know, character you, yeah pretty much you, you think about do it yourself not skyrim but um oh what's that one video game where the guy's in the future but he goes back into the past lives of his of his of his ancestors, there's uh, no. You know, I need more than that. He 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 climbs up to the tops of the engine, jumps off into the into the hay. Um, is it something that I've played? Yeah, you would really? know. You would know the game if I. Um. Right now, there's one that's uh, that has to do with uh, the Vikings. They've done, they've done, I'm going to have like to. Like Far Cry? I hate those games. I love. Those are, it's those just copy games. and paste every time. Uh, I don't like talking and about you know what? I love exact them. exact same game yeah, every love time. Them. And it just makes me more angry that you don't disagree with me because it's, that means it's just right. Like I, I sit there and I watch you play these games and I'm like, this is a common theme. And it's the same thing every time. Games are so boring. Not Chrono Trigger. No. You know what not. I'm excited for? The game that's coming out? Resident Evil 8. I'm so oh, yeah. excited for that game. Those movies, I mean, those games, scary. Those are scary. Yeah. No, I agree. Or the Outlast games. I grew up on, like, Halo, Left 4 Dead. So, that was yeah. more my thing. And then, like, again, when Minecraft came out, playing that on the Xbox and getting all the new like updates, like, eight months after they actually drop on the computers and such. And then getting a computer... And then being able to play Minecraft on it. Assassin's Creed. I never played that. Okay. 
Assassin's Creed is a neat concept, basically where you're in the future, but they can put you into a machine and put you back into your ancestors' consciousness so that you can do oh, things so cool. at that point in time. Did you ever see the, like, the theories where like your birthmarks represented like, how you died? Yeah. I thought that was always really cool to me. Yeah, yeah like if it was like, oh, you got stabbed or yeah. oh, you got burned or... Right, right, right. Uh, Snake Man bid you. Oh, God. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> Dreamscape was released August 17th, 1984, to a pretty eager audience. Um, it's about a young psychic who is recruited for a program experimenting on dreams. It's a pretty all-star cast for the time, including Dennis Quaid, Max von Sydow, Christopher Plummer, Kate Capshaw, David Patrick Kelly, and George Went. Um, it had around a six million dollar budget and it grossed over twelve million, so a financial success. I know that we've discussed that. Um, so, but at least a financial success. The movie did do well overall and has developed quite a cult following. Uh, the movie falls into all of the categories of action, adventure, horror, sci-fi, and thriller at uh, at one time or another as it's going on. So maybe maybe that had a little bit to do with with your dislike, where it was just kind of all over the place. A lot as well, yeah. I I didn't really, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, seemed like I mean, but not necessarily with like any of the sci-fi thriller stuff. I mean, because it is a dream kind of thing. So any of the dreams, like Snake Man, and then being on a building thriller i guess you can get from that when they were yeah. falling that's just dream stuff so it's like whatever if you add aliens in there makes sense the dream yeah if you take a karate movie and add aliens mm. poop butt you know <laughs> overall great movie that was a sign of the times for the early 80s um Plus, it had awesome synth music throughout it, which was just awesome. I, for me, I, 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 I think that it represented its time well with its music. Um, anything else? We jump in? Yeah, let's get started. All right. So, the credits roll with some sweet synth music, like I said, which I love. Uh, the title comes up, Dreamscape, and then more credits. We open on a woman running, screaming, and then a nuclear bomb goes off. Um... And her, uh, she gets all burnt up. <laughs> so, a man wakes up screaming, and another man comes in asking if he is all right. We then see a man named Alex on a film where he was 19 years old. A man and woman are talking about how he has a lot of psychic powers and how they want him for a project. We then see Alex in the horse track, and uh, it's easy to see that he's using his gifts to make money gambling. Um, which would be nice because <laughs> I would certainly use my gifts like I, that. Yeah, yeah, I would as well. Um, as he walks away from being paid, he finds that he is being tracked by some men. The men chase him and find him in the woman's bathroom. <laughs> uh, they beat him up a bit and say they are going to have to be partners since he is so lucky. He takes his winning bags and chucks it out the window and then runs off. He escapes in a taxi and kind of says, see you later, partner, to a guy as he drives by. Um, because you know, he put toilet paper in the winnings bag and kept his money somewhere else, I guess. Um, he gets home and listens to his messages and then heads out. 
When he does, he's approached by two men from a college who offer him a potential opportunity of a lifetime. And he is going to refuse, but then sees the people from the track and decides to get in the car. <laughs> it's not like that. He's like, no, nah, man, I don't. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> so um, they're taking him to Thornhill College and tell him to just sit back and enjoy the ride when he considers jumping out. They arrive at the college and lock him in a room with a two-way mirror. He kick, picks up a marker and writes, let's get on with it on the mirror. Um, because he can tell that there's people in there. The woman named Jane comes in and tells him what they are wanting him to help with and then shows him the setup of the sleep study room, which was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, while talking, the doctor is called away and Alex goes exploring. He finds a room that is basically like a sleep lab and is found by a man named uh, Novotny. And I think his first name is Paul, but I'm just going to call him Novotny because that's what they keep calling mm -hmm. him the whole time. They discuss how Alex has left him hanging nine years ago and what the program that they were working on is about. That night, they go to a pub to discuss the project a little further about psychically projecting himself into another person's dream and being able to be an active participant. Alex says he would have to see it to believe it, and Novotny says that he would like him to do it in the background the dude is watching the conversation all creepily so i take it that's going to come up later on um alex is in the facility and he goes exploring again while doing so he returns to the lab where jane and novotny are down doing an actual project where a man and a boy are hooked up to the machine the they both start to have serious nightmares and they are awoken by jane and novotny Alex sees this and looks at it like, yeah, no dice. I'm not doing this. The next morning, Novotny goes to talk to Alex about the situation and talk, taking part in the program, but Alex is still resistant. In order to persuade Alex to join the program, he tells him that the IRS are after him um, and that he could help him with that problem if he'll join the program. So basically, he blackmails him into joining the program. Mm. Um, but what are you going to do? It's a dirty, dirty pool. So Alex does test, test to uh, help sharpen his skills and is a bit annoyed with it. Uh -oh. This made me think of, um, the last, or I think it's like two, the last of two souls or like beyond, oh, beyond two souls is what it's called. And it's a game about a little, like a psychic girl, but uh -huh. she's not really psychic in the sense like she has like a ghost attached to her. Uh. And like, it's a spirit of this guy, like this dude who can interact with the world and like helps her. And like you play as the two of them and you interact. But at, uh, at a very young age, she goes through a bunch of like scientific testing. She's like locked in a room and like, that's where she lives. And her mom's like, yeah, Whatever it's like supposed to help her like hone her skills, uh. but they do like tests like these, and like the the ghost gets mad and is like, I don't want to be a science like a, gu a guinea pig, so it blows up and. Oh, so basically, she's not psychic. She just got a ghost. Yeah, who can tell? Like, who can talk to her? So she can uh. talk to like the spirit. Oh, okay. So it's she can hear it. I, mean, I think his name's like Aiden or something, but I've heard it's of a this. really cool game. I like the game a lot. It's really interesting to watch and play and neat. But that's what that made me think of because there's a scene where they have to do the card thing. And yeah. 
but it's in like two different rooms. Have you ever done that? The card thing where somebody no, holds I up a card. Knew that. You don't think you could? Like if I hold up, maybe. If I have, do you want to try it? Yeah, we could definitely try it. I mean, it's kind of like just just like pick a number one through four type. Here, I'll turn around and you hold up your hand, okay? Just like like one hand. Okay, I'm doing the number. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Is it two? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh shoot. Like, yeah, well. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that wasn't, okay. <laughs> that was fun. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, you have those people who are like, well, the probability of you picking right. two. Right. <laughs> one out of five was a 35% chance. Well, people usually pick three, okay? Yeah. I could have held up four easily. Jerks. <laughs> so... So Alex is a bit annoyed with the whole testing thing because he's like, I've done this before. And Jane's like, man, you got to hone your skills. You know, it's, it's getting ready for it because you're going to have to project yourself and blah, blah, blah. That night, we see the man that was in the dream test being taken away in a van. He looks like he's a bit catatonic now. So that's not good. <laughs> he was not moving. He, he kind of opened his eyes. It was all gray and oily looking and then that's how he looked still when they were taken away in the van so mm. that's why i like him gray and oily gray and oily yeah like roger from american dad <laughs> so the next morning alex is getting ready for his day when he hears someone playing his saxophone horribly he comes out and meets tommy ray who is also in the pro- program Tommy comes off as a real jerk to Alex, since he seems to feel threatened by him. Tommy tells Alex about taking away Edward Sims last night, as well in a basket, and that the same thing will happen to him. Uh, So later that day, Alex is hooked up to the machine in order to test his, his abilities, and he actually see if he can make contact in the dream. He is hooked up to this guy named Bill Hardy, and is able to actually project himself into Bill's dream. He finds himself on top of a roof with the man, and both men get knocked off on the, onto a piece of scaffolding. Alex tries to save the man from falling, but instead falls himself. He wakes up freaked out and finds that he did actually go into the dream. Tommy sees this and does not look pleased. God, I hate that. You know, it's not like I won't ever, I don't, I have never had, never have ever, I've never had a dream where I was like flying or falling, but I have had that sensation when you're just like laying in bed about to fall asleep and your whole gravity just drops out from oh, underneath yeah. you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It is the worst. Yep. Yes, uh, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But why I, I does that happen? I don't know. I, I do not know. Another sensation I hate is when you're like when you wake up and like your whole arm is numb, like you like it's falling asleep to the point where like this, you don't even feel the static anymore. You just like yeah. floppy arm, like dead fish arm, <laughs> yeah. Or um, or when your leg is like asleep and it's like that staticky feeling, but it like progresses up your leg. You can feel it spread, but it, it's like painful. Yeah, I hate that. I hate it so much. That's rough. Um, while getting a PET scan, a man comes in and talks to Alex. His name is Bob Blair, and he is from the government and tells Alex that they are funding the program. While out for a run the next day, Alex sees Jane with a kid named Buddy <laughs> sitting on a bench, and he is talking to Buddy about his dreams. You know what was funny about the scene with the government man? Yeah. Um, 
he goes, he goes hello, Alex. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I God. like that. And I also like, you know, I've had a lot of PET scans and I was never strapped down like that. Well. They do not put those kind of crazy cuffs on you to strap you down. I thought that was madness when I saw that. I was like, holy cow, why is he? Well. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had. Maybe he's going to have a reaction. Some people have reactions, maybe, to it. I guess. Like, hold still. You don't want to hold still? Well. Yeah. <laughs> strap you down. Um, so, the kid's name is Buddy, sitting on the bench. And uh, Alex talks to Buddy about his dreams. But he looks a lot like me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, he made me think of the kid from... Oh, God, what was that really awful movie? The one where the circus kind of comes to town and it's the two kids. Mm-hmm. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yeah, He maybe. did look like the ne- the nephew that comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That red- And I was like, that looks like you. Yeah, he was all pudgy and redheaded. That, yeah, that's all you need, really. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> um... We then see what looks like a nuclear bomb going off, and then hear creepy voices, and when a hand opens the door, these melted children come out from a, attacking the guy from the beginning of the movie. And it really was 0 to 100 really quickly. Yeah, because it was all... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that part used to scare the heck out of me. Um, those voices. What did we do? Why did you do this to us? Come on, man. Don't open no doors. Don't. You said I've dreamed before I was a box. I know. Box dreams. I don't Something understand. There'd be a white room, and I was just. A, it was. You know, it's almost like looking at a picture. Couldn't move. It was just a box. Oh, oh, God. Ew. Do you want to pause? No. No, I want to pause. No. It's disgusting. It'll be okay. <laughs> what the hell did you do? I don't know. Something. Ew. <laughs> so. Should I tell somebody to bring you a towel? No. It turns out that the, the man having the nightmare is the President of the United States. Um, <sighs> it'll be all right. Bob Blair goes to meet with him and talk to him about his nightmares. He talks to him about the dream program and how it could help him. The president talks about how he wants to make a deal with the Russians to pull back from all the nuclear war stuff. But Bob seems to think this is a bad idea. So this is really timely because in the 80s, everybody was afraid of nuclear war. Like there was music videos and it'll be all right. Oh, it looks a lot sick. worse. Than, it looks a lot worse than what it is. Maybe you're gonna throw up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, like I can't remember the name of the. These are the hands we're given. Um, Genesis made a video, and at the end, the guy instead of pressing nurse, he pressed nuke. Everybody was afraid that we were gonna end up in nuclear war, which mm-hmm. is why we had a lot. There was a lot of movies like the the day after. And you told me about a. I think you told me about a dream you had once, where because we were talking about the Bro Ohio podcast, one of the ones that they did with the sound. Because you were telling me how you were afraid, afraid of the sounds, the like the, the warning sound, the yeah. sirens. Yes. What was that about? What? Yeah, the nuclear, the nuclear sound uh-huh. going off, the the sirens going off like that is terrifying. 
Didn't you have a dream or something about it? Yeah, I did. I would have dreams where those things would go off. And also just when it would go off on um, the TV, that when it goes, because there's going to be a message that comes yeah. across. Yeah, no, that always, that, that that sound always sends me back to being in the bathroom at the one house. Yeah. When we, that tornado like went, was like the street over from us. Yeah. And like, and just like looking outside the door and seeing you standing there looking outside. Yeah. Like, that it was like that close that you could look outside and see it. Yeah. And that we were just in the bathroom and me being like out, like it was just me and Tabby and who knew where the other two were, but you were home and I was like, just get in the bathroom with us. Yeah. It was really scary. The movie, there was a movie, I think, like I said, it was called like the morning after or something like that, where they actually did nuclear war actually happened. And San Francisco got bombed, and then all the neighborhoods didn't necessarily catch any explosion of it. San Francisco was gone, but all the neighborhoods surrounding and stuff like that, like everybody just starts dying from radiation poisoning and everything like that. It gets sick and just dies. So literally, that's all that's going on. And the way that it first starts happening is that goes off and then there's this really bright light that, that flashes and, and it's a real depressing. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's interesting movie? to think about because it's stuff that could genuinely happen. Oh yeah. That's, that's why I love the butterfly effect because what happened, what choice did someone made that made it so that that whole situation was avoided because you know, like that literally was like a coin flaw, like a coin flip. And then that whole, that, that situation could have happened yeah. and we would have been all wiped out. Like I would not be here today. Yep. No one would be. Yep. And that's why I think fallout, like those games are so interesting because like the I, fallout four, I mean, that's literally, that takes place like after I'm trying to think, well, I guess there's robots and stuff. So that's technically not true. World War three, maybe. We could watch that movie, The Butterfly Effect. It's really good. It's got Ashton Kutcher in it, which is kind of like, meh. Ow. But basically, he has the ability, like, you see him as a kid, and then you see him as an adult in his life, and what it turns out is that he has the ability that if he reads his journals that he was told, he could actually go back in time to that position to that time that that he's wrote written about. There's a game and when he, um, like that that's called it's um It's called the Butterfly Effect? No. Oh. Damn it. Damn I just had it. Well basically you you play Oh my god, that's gonna eat me. Hold on. This cause I can type one thing and find it. Hold on. It's, um... Where is the movie? I mean, the game... Life is Strange. That's what it's called. Life is Strange. And you play as this girl, and she has the ability... You were, like, as the person, you have the ability to go back in time, but the whole process is that you're trying to stop this, like... Like, this tornado storm Uh. from hitting your town and wiping it. Like, it wipes everyone out. I gotcha. And you find out that, like, there's something that happens that causes it. And so you're, like, trying to solve it. But gotcha. the entire time that you keep going back like you do, yeah, it's you that causes it. Because it's, like, the parallels. You going back, you, doing yeah, this is actually what's causing it. It causes these timelines to basically 
collide yeah. and like because like there's timelines where you die timelines where like your mom dies or your brother dies and your friends die or people die or like there's a there's a part where you have to like you could play the game and not have to rewind once pretty much of course it's not the the president you're supposed to rewind right but you could do it but there's like a bunch of stuff where you like at some point you're in college you have to avoid death with a lot of stuff there's like a professor that's creepy and like kidnaps girls. He like you find out that he killed one of like the classmates that died when disappearing, and it's like insane story. Yeah. Like there's like so much going on, and then you get to the point where you realize that you're like, crap, it's me who causes the storm. You know, like oh, it's yeah. my fault, and like it it it's the butterfly effect. Yeah. It's like because it's like. Stuff that you do, like, sometimes if it's, if it's wrong, you'll get a thing at the top where it's like, this action will have consequences. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's really funny because people have been using it. It's a trend recently. Well, people use it um, to represent, like, trauma. Or, like, oh. things that are, like, like funny things that happen. And it's like, oh, this action will have consequences. Like, uh, I saw, like, before we came downstairs, I saw this girl... Somebody told her in like the third grade says like that you have a big forehead, so she started wearing headbands. <laughs> and it was like this action will have consequences <laughs> so, and stuff like that. And it's That's rough. But it's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Like if that person had never said that to her, she would not have started right. wearing headbands. Well, that's what he He goes back and like they had put a I'm mean, just as one scene, they had put a bomb in like a um not a real bomb, but like one of those M eighties. Into somebody's uh, mailbox, and when the mom opened it, like it jacked her and her kids up, and like they got in big trouble, and one kid never talked again, and this, that, and the other because it messed them up, and they were pretty messed up, and the girl's face kind of got jacked up and stuff. Well, he goes back to that time and he changes it, but at one point in time, like he gets too close to stop it and everything like that. When he does, blows his arms off. So. Yeah, and with every then he comes back forward, mm. and he has like ten years of memories that all flood his head. So like literally, he has like forty years of memories that are in his head of all these different timelines because he can remember them all. Mm. But he's trying to make it right, and with every with every one, it's almost perfect. Like he's doing good now. He's got the girl. They're in college. He's you know good. His mom is good. But the one kid is like a serial killer or something like that. So he can't have that. So he goes back to change it again and everything's good. But then he ends up killing somebody by accident and ends up in jail. Um, so then he goes back to change. Like he, he keeps doing it. And finally, the, the last one is like not good for him, but it's good for everybody else. But it's a good movie. It's yeah. a, it really was. It, I would it, not I mean, mind watching it. crazy. Because it's really how life is. Yeah. Like one little thing. Accidental things that could happen that really just paralyze your whole life. Yep. Like just end it just like that. Or or things that set your life in motion of who you are. Like you can think back to one, two, three, you know, situations like, wow, life would have been like this if I did this. If I had or if I hadn't have done this my life would have been X. Yeah, I always, I try not to think about stuff like that because, well, A, because of derealization de de will kick in and then it's like, oh God, nothing's real. Um, <laughs> but, but because I think about that, but then you think, 
Well, you wouldn't be who you are. Right. And it's the same, same like the saying is like, if I knew then what I know now. Well, you don't. And then what you know now would change completely. If you were, if you, like I have a lot of friends where like, if I hadn't dated so-and-so and we just became friends, then I had a, like a holy, like a, my, my entire middle school experience would have been completely different. Right. Right. And you know, it just gets bigger. Right. Because like when I was, wow, this is off topic. When, uh, but this is what the people enjoy. When I was coming off of limited duty or I was going to be for when I had gotten hurt in the Navy, I had met your mother. And I had a choice. I had a choice to go back full duty and go to France to finish out two more years and to stay in the Navy. Or to say that I'm still messed up, which I was, and stay where I was and see what happened with your mom. Now you think about that that pivotal moment, that one decision of me saying... No, I'm still not good. Because I wasn't. That's, I didn't lie. But that one pivotal moment, all of this. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that yeah. weird to think of? And the further that you get in life, the more those situations. And I can think of about three. About three times in my life of something like that happening. And then the further you get back, you start to think way back. Like high school-wise... If certain things had happened in high school, there's a specific night I can think of that. And then something came of that, then it would have completely changed my trajectory of of what I would have done. I would have never gone up to New Jersey. I would have never joined the Navy out of there. I would have, I mean, all of that is different. And there's, I'm sure that you can sit there and do that with everything. Well, if I had driven instead of run well if i had started working out instead of doing but i mean these are pivotal moments that i can remember in life that have a significant fallout of 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 life-changing events and you'll 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 see that like you said with your middle school had you gone this way instead of this way you would have had a completely different which means from there you would have had completely different um middle school this that and the other i mean it would have been different it would have been it's crazy yep so it it, that's why i'd be i'd be scared to have kids purely based on the fact where it's like nurture versus nature yeah where i'm like well it'd be cool to have a mini me but it wouldn't be mini me that mini me isn't gonna have all my trauma that makes me funny you know (laughs) it's gonna be New experience, like then, like the yeah, like the cartoons that they have now. Yeah, I didn't grow up on. I I grew up on Cow- C- Courage the Cowardly Dog, which no child should ever have to watch. But that's right. what I watched, and or Chowder, but like or like Flapjack and Adventure Time and shows that have extremely deeper meanings that you don't really see until you're older. But now, if I put my kid in front of the TV, they're gonna watch Henry Danger. Yeah. Or new Edit and Nettie. Did you see what they did to them? No, I didn't oh, even see that. I don't. Gosh. But I don't want that. Or like the SpongeBob. The new animation's awful. Yeah. I, no. It'll be different. I'm going to put my kid on some pirated website so they can watch all of what I watched, you and, know? Yeah. And then they'll be all, eh. <laughs> yeah. But. All right. 
I'll continue. <laughs> that was a spiral. Wow, that was a spiral. But it's a good spiral. That's it's fine, because then you can talk about the rest of the movie, and I won't say much. No, I want you to. It, no, but, like, I won't because it's not interesting. Yeah, I know you say that. Um, so, um, bad idea, Bob. Bob thinks that it's a bad idea that the president wants to pull out of uh, having such being such a strong nuclear force. Um, we then see a couple visiting with Jane talking about how George keeps having nightmares waking up on his lawn. Alex and Novotny are obvi- um, observing and decided to put Alex in George's dream. So the next day they do, and we find that Alex is once again able to enter the dream. What is going on? is that George keeps coming home during the day and catching his wife having affairs with not only one man, but a bunch of men. <laughs> it was like, really funny because he opened the one, and it was like the the, the priest or whatever, and he goes, yeah. knock that off, I'm Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh, too. He's like, oh, that's funny. He's like, knock that off, I'm Jewish. And then, and then the, the gardener, and then it goes, boong. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> his face is all... Yeah, that was funny. Um, Novotny and Alex talk about what happened with George and how they can now help him by focusing on his problems. Alex then demands to go in with Buddy, but Novotny is reluctant to allow him um, since they have already lost one psychic to Buddy's nightmares. That being said, Alex convinces him to let him go into Buddy's dream to help. The next day, Alex tells Buddy that he is going to be helping him out with his dream. Alex enters his dream and finds Buddy sitting in a room where a storm is going on. Buddy talks about the snake man and says how he wants to come in and get him. A knock at the door happens and Alex goes to answer it and no one is there. Unfortunately, at this point, the snake man comes in through the window and grabs Buddy. He does get away from him, but the snake man crashes in through a window to chase them. They run across the father who won't do anything and... I guess he gets eaten by the snake man. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not going to help that little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that resonated with me because again, in my dreams, I would be asking for help from people and people wouldn't help me. And so I could, I, I felt that, um, they run across the father. Oh, I said that part. Um, they open a door with these crazy stairs leading down and they run down them. Your mom said, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm out of the dream. (laughs) Stairs like that. She said, yeah, that's it for me. Sorry. Um, They end up in a tunnel where they're uh, running to the snake man. They hid in the closet, and the snake man breaks through the door and starts to wrestle with Alex. While he fights off, um, he calls out to Buddy to kill him, and with an axe, Buddy actually attacks him, gets the strength to, and then cuts off his head. They both wake up and Buddy says the snake man is gone. Later that day, Alex is drawing a picture of the snake man and Tommy comes in and sees it. He is like, this thing really got to you, eh? And they have a bit of a pissing contest back and forth about Tommy once again feeling threatened by Alex and his abilities. Alex then goes in and asks Jane out to eat, but she's like, no dice, um, due to being in the program and everything like that. While he is out having a beer, a guy named Charlie comes out to talk to him about the Dreamlink project and how he wants to write a book about it and also talks to him about Bob Blair. While there, they talk about man um, 
while they're there talking, another man comes in and Charlie runs off quickly as if he's afraid. Um, which and you'll see later on, he has good reason to. <laughs> yeah. Um, that night, Alex returns and finds that Jane has fallen asleep in her office. So he sits down and does the dream link without the machine to enter her dreams. Now, I realize this is a dream sequence and it's supposed to be all romantic. But looking back on it now, it seems a bit wrong. It's really creepy. I mean, a serious invasion of privacy. Um, Jane wakes up and is pissed, and for good reason. She goes off on Alex and said he should, yeah, it was wrong and he shouldn't have done that. Um, Bob, Blair, and Novotny are talking to the next day about the president and his dream issues and how he is making decisions based on his nightmares. Bob is going on about how he is going to shrink the American nuclear stockpile and he is not going to allow that to happen. He says he is bringing the president to use whatever means they can to fix his issues. Uh, the next day, we see Tommy and a lady in a dream tank and the woman starts to have a heart attack. Tommy wakes up and looks guilty as heck, like he did something in the dream. Alex confronts him at lunch and Tommy acts as if he shook up. But the situation, but Alex is all kinds of suspicious of him. And Tommy's kind of like, meh. Um, while setting up for the president's stay, Bob says that he wants the president up in a different location as he has made other arrangements. Even Novotny is suspected of Bob at this point. Bob then goes to talk to Tommy and turns out that Bob planted Tommy in the program for his benefit. Alex goes into Novotny's office and it looks like the files... Um, and he finds Tommy's file. He finds that he has a checkered past and that he murdered his father. So Tommy's a sickie. Yeah. <laughs> so he has no business being in this program. Alex meets with Charlie and Charlie says that Alex is in danger. Charlie says that Bob had Tommy kill the woman in her dream on purpose as he is training assassins to kill people in their dreams. Men start to track Alex and Charlie and a game uh, lets out with a, like a pep rally of people. They get separated and Alex gets grabbed and Charlie gets shot, which was sad. Alex gets shoved into a car and Bob says that he murdered Charlie and that he didn't, in fact, have Tommy kill the woman in her sleep. So it uh, could to see if it could be done. Um, so basically, if you die in your sleep, you die in real life. His plan is to go into enemies' dreams and kill them so that it looks like they die in their sleep. Bob tells Alex that either he works for him or he dies. So Alex jumps from the car and escapes, causing the guys on a dirt bike to crash out as well. And he's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, and steals his dirt bike. <laughs> so, so Bob says he has to be killed. Um, the next day, the president arrives at the college, and Alex calls to tell Jane what is going on, and she tells him about the president. So Alex is calling from a phone booth and tells Jane is, that he's going to be coming back. Right about this time, there is a car driving at him that crashes out into the phone booth, but Alex escapes on the dirt bike again. He runs into Sneed, the bookie, um, and convinces him to help him get away if he will give him five winners you know for to bet with and everything like that so he's like all right um more people show up and try to kill alex but he is able to get away after some fancy bike riding the night that night novotny seems to be having second thoughts 
So he is taking files to spill the beans on the project, but Bob comes in and stops him. Novotny confronts Bob about what his plans are and what he's doing and uh, that he's going to expose the truth, but Bob is like, yeah, no dice, and has Novotny captured. Alex returns, and the uh, the door that was supposed to be open was locked. He hides at some thug-type walk-by, and then Jane pops the door open. Um, Bob is sitting with Tommy talking about the plan to kill the president in his sleep. Alex attacks and uh, holds the thugs at gunpoint, and they find Novotny is dead in the back of the car, which was kind of sad. Uh, you know, that guy didn't really have a reason to die. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for Novotny. Um, the guy spills the beans on what the plan is, that Tommy and the president um, are going to go into, he's going to go into the president's dream, and the, uh, the fact that he, his bedroom is right next to Tommy Ray's. So Alex goes into the office right below the room and attempts to go into his dream at the same time as Tommy Ray. They both manage to do so and Alex finds himself on a train with the president and tells him that his life is in danger. Tommy shows up and rips a dream cop's heart out and then speeds up the car so that it starts going crazy fast. Then a bunch of ghouls show up and Tommy points out the president saying that he did this to them so they start to attack him. Which would be horrible. Alex gets them out of there. And then in the next uh, car. Tommy Lee is there. All bruised lead up. Um, out in gear. Saying that he is God in dream in the dream world. Which kind of is. Um, as Alex. And he fight. Tommy Lee says he knows something that Alex is afraid of. And turns into the snake, man, the snake man. Which yeah that would. Do it for me too. So now Tommy Lee is in the Snake Man and chasing them. They also run into some hellhounds that chase them and then the Snake Man again. You know what would be scary to me? What's that? The black black eyed children. Yeah. Asking you Talk for about some snake man. Talk about like some black eyed children. Black eyed children are no joke. No, no thank joke. you. Um, they run into a dead end and can no longer run, so Alex says they need to fight. They wait for Tommy to show up. And uh, as a snake, as the snake man, but instead a hellhound comes out and distracts him enough so that the snake man shows up and bites him on the shoulder and then tosses him down. The snake man starts to go after the president, but Alex morphs into his dead father, asking him why he killed him. While distracted, the president jams a rod through Tommy Lee's chest, killing him. The president wakes and starts to leave, but Bob is there to stop him. He tells him he knows what he did, putting Tommy Lee in his dream to kill him. But Bob is like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? And you sound crazy. While running away, Alex runs into the president who thanks him and says he can offer some men to help protect him. But Alex is like, nah, man, I'll have to deal with this in my own way. We then see Bob walking to an elevator. And when the doors open, Alex is standing there. Bob says, how did you get in here? And Alex says it was easy and then rips his head in part, revealing a snakish type monster inside and attacks Bob. The alarm goes off and Bob's wife tries to wake him, but unfortunately Bob is dead with a horrid look on his face. Um, Alex and Jane are then taking a trip on a train and they kiss just as the ticket guy shows up. That looks like the guy from their dream. They shared if you 
recognized him. It was the same exact guy. I did not. I was really confused at what happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's what it was. They they saw him and he was the exact same guy from their dream, and they were kind of like qua. Um. Qua. Yeah. But anyway, they kind of shrug it off a bit, and then they go back to kissing, and the train pulls off, and we fade to black. So, overall thoughts on the film experience? Just didn't do it for you? But the concept of it does. So, if it was a better movie about the same concept, you would dig it? Yeah, I suppose. Take the whole president thing out of it. Yeah. That was kind of lame. I'm the game the, the the dream self was cool though. Yeah. Um would you recommend it to a friend? Nope. Probably not. Best out of move five moves. How many moves you I gave it two. Two? I'm gonna give it a three. Um based mostly on nostalgia and boring. idea. Um it was really quick for me. I I, I this movie went quick. It, it was like dream, quick. dream, dream, done, done. Um but again, I like the concept, I like the idea, and I like Dennis Quaid, and you put all those things together for me, and I love the movie. So, um, what these? The cookie clicker. Oh. Um, you I wanna dream about this one. Weird. Right? You want to hear some trivia? I guess. All right. Wait, do you want to do favorite characters? Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah. M- mine is Alex. Alex is my favorite character. Yeah, Tony was mine. Tony. Tommy? Yeah, I thought he... The the guy that turned into the snake man? Snake man. That's Tommy. Tommy Lee. Well. Yeah. Help. Thank you. Cat's here. Cat's visited. Hi, cat. That's good. Um, Yeah, so Tommy was your favorite character? Yeah. Just because he had flavor? Who was your least favorite? Um, My least favorite... Was um, Jane? I I mean, she just yeah. I get it. I get that there was supposed to be a love interest, and I th- I guess that kind of plays a, a part in it. But yeah, mine was Tony. I mean Tommy. Tommy was your also your least favorite. Yeah, he was your most favorite and least favorite. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. How's that possible? Because well, I liked him. But I didn't like his character. Uh-huh. Like his actual, like, because he was kind of a jerk. Weird. I've never seen where somebody can have a favorite and a least favorite. Did you have a favorite scene in there? Um, The one where Tony died. I mean, Tommy died. Where he gets stabbed up? Yeah. That was really so, funny. Because he goes from Snake Man to, like, Snake Boy. Snake Tommy. So here's what's really <laughs> funny about that. Tommy. That little part where he's going, Daddy? Yeah. I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> That's a huge. Your God, aunt awful. April, so stupid, and us. We, that is a huge thing with us, mm. um, of making that going, Daddy. I'm sorry, Daddy, <laughs> because that's how he sounds. He looks and everything like that. So now you'll you, get that reference. All of and, you impersonate things the exact same. Yeah, like you always sound exactly the same. Whenever because you you always you guys make the same face. Yeah, and the same sound like. You all sound the same whenever yeah. you impersonate things. It's always <laughs> the same phase every time. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, like so, when people say, like, you look like, it was like, oh, you look like your dad, or you look like your, mom, or you look like your sisters. 
Whenever you do that, yeah, it's always I'm okay with always that. Have the exact same face. It's always really funny to me. But yeah, so they, uh, we we often impersonate that and and go from there with it. Did you have a least favorite scene? Um, no, we don't ever do least favorite scenes. Oh, I thought we did. No. Mm. Well then, well then we'll skip over that. All right, then I will jump trivia into some time. trivia. Trivia. Trivia time. Trivia time. time. Got some trivia coming at you live. No, I'm not going to do that no more. Okay. All right. So, Dreamscape was the second film to be rated PG-13 under the new MPAA rating guidelines following Red Dawn in 1984, which had come out weeks prior to its film release. So, they had PG and they had R. But they created PG-13 because they it wasn't bad enough to be R, but it wasn't good enough to be PG. Because of this movie? No. Not because of these movies, but this, these movies were using that new guideline. Oh. Can't hear you from way over there. Sit up. <gasps> um, do you know who Kevin Costner is? Yep. Kevin Costner was offered the role of Tommy Ray. I don't know who that is. You want to look it up real fast? All right. You don't have to. Field of Dreams. Oh, I love that movie. You don't even know. I'm so tired. You know what? After tonight, I'm <laughs> I'm sick with you with that. You know. Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin Costner. <laughs> anyway. Yellowstone. I hate when they make historical movies. They're so dramatic. Dances with Wolves. Field oh. of Dreams. No. You probably haven't seen a lot with him in it. JFK? No? Alright. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he was he was offered the role of Tommy Ray. Dragonfly. Have you seen that movie? No. Okay, but it's a good movie. <laughs> but um he turned it down because it was uh he didn't want to play a supporting role. He wanted main role stuff. So who is he gonna play? Tommy, like Tommy Ray. Oh, so technically, that's a main character. One of three movies to come out within a year dealing with dream manipulation and uh, potential consequences. One of the other ones was Brainstorm. There was this movie, Dreamscape, and do you know what the third one was? Nightmare on Elm Street. What was the question? Oh, movies dealing with dreams and dream consequences. Oh, then yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got it right. It came oh, out. It came out three well. months later in '84. And this is just a little. This is not. This was cool. Uh, Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow, both voice characters in the video game Skyrim. I've never played that game. But you know of it. Yeah, I've t- I played. It. Right. I couldn't get past the tutorial. <laughs> I don't like talking about it. <laughs> Not the, the tutorial when, where you're on where the... Where are you supposed to go? I remember when where the bear would come. To go? <laughs> and the bear would come and chase me down. And then that all of a sudden, was the was, funniest moment of my entire life. It, and you then turned all, you around, turned around and the bear around, was... The bear was right there. <laughs> where did it go? Must have lost it. But the bar is still at the top. Turn around. <laughs> bear. Do you have anything else, madame? Well, I have some trivia of my own. Oh, no, I don't. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Why would I have trivia for this movie? Do you want to give everybody a sneak peek of what we're going to be doing next week? What are we doing next week? Oh, my lamb. My lamb? What kind of movie is that? Are we doing um, Pretty Woman? No. Oh, I want to do Pretty Woman now. Ugh. What was it's the other... No, I meant to say... The butterfly effect is what I meant to say, actually, not Pretty Woman. We'll have, we'll have to do that one. And I'm, I'm, are we doing I'm that one next week? Pretty excited. Nope. The one we're doing next week is arriving probably tomorrow for us to do. Well, no, we'll do the butterfly effect. Well, you've been begging Trina to do this other one. Well, yeah, because I didn't want to do this one. Well, you did. I did want to do this one. No, but you did it. Yeah, um, well, I had to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you weren't going to watch anything else. All right. You know, sometimes I just look at the covers of certain movies and I go, mm. All the ones that are up there. Really? <laughs> that's our that's our base. That's the ones we have to... Anyway. <laughs> that's why you keep getting new movies and we watch the new ones instead of the ones that we already have. Yeah. Yes and no. All right. I'm Peppa Pig. We're going to wrap this up tonight. We're wrapping it up. Oh, shit. With the cat. cat just like slithered around like a snake. Yeah. He turned into a snake man. Man, He's... look how many cookies I got on this game. I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and listening to our 43rd episode. We do definitely, definitely appreciate it more than you can imagine. I got 38 cookies per second. That's awesome. Of course, best way to say you love us, give us a five-star review on iTunes. It'd be nice to get a new review. We haven't had one in a while. People don't like us. You know, that's sad. Write up a nice review telling us about us. Oh, James, you, you're Beth. not funny enough. Oh, James isn't funny enough, but Beth is the show. <laughs> Beth, Beth makes it. Um, you can email us at the yesteryearpodcast at gmail.com, twitter.com forward slash yesteryearpcast, instagram.com forward slash yesteryearpodcast, facebook.com forward slash yesteryearpodcast. Our private group, the Truffle Shuffler, secret question, host name, James and Beth, and answer the questions, please. Um, we do have our awesome website, the yesteryearpodcast.com. We have um, our stores on there. We have our links on there. And if you are going to go through Amazon, if you're going to do anything Amazon.com, please, please, please go to our website, the yesteryearpodcast.com. Go to our shows and affiliates page and click on the Amazon link. If you do that, we get credit for it. And they love that. And then we get money back if if you buy something we get like a cent but either way it's a cent that we didn't have so we please we <laughs> you yeah you if you'd like to do patreon we do have our patreon group it's called um the nostalgia group so you can go to patreon.com forward slash the nostalgia group Shout out to Greg Revan for our intro and outro music. And as always, we love you. And see you. Good night, Beth. Good night, everyone.